Hi, this is Rob Wiltsey, founder of Schoolshine. We make custom, professional-quality videos for school districts. We want to make sure your district has the very best video content possible and the best content strategy so you can get the most out of your videos. So check out some samples at schoolshine.org and schedule a call with us today to learn how you can take your videos to the next level. That's schoolshine.org. Do you wish that creating and sending email newsletters took less time and effort? Would you like more parents to tune in and read your district's newsletter? If so, try MarketVolt, the email newsletter platform tailored for districts like yours. With MarketVolt, it's simple to create newsletters that parents will read. MarketVolt automatically customizes your newsletter to match each parent's interest. With MarketVolt, you can create better newsletters with less headache and less hassle. Visit betterk12newsletter.com to learn what MarketVolt can do for you. That's betterk12newsletter.com, powered by MarketVolt. Hey there, PR experts. Blackboard here. School PR is about telling the story of your students, your teachers, and your school community. From websites and mass notifications to mobile presence and classroom engagement, Blackboard has the tools that you need. And whether you're a one-person shop or part of a bigger communication team, we can help you reach more people more effectively in less time. Thank you for all the work you do in improving education and helping students succeed. And thanks for letting us be a part of it. Now, back to the podcast. Advocating for public education, sharing our stories, and celebrating our schools, students, teachers, and staff. From crisis communications to media relations, social media, and everything in between, we're here to give you the best strategies, tools, and techniques to help educators help our kids. Welcome to the School PR Podcast, brought to you by Blackboard, Schoolshine, and Market Bolt. Here's your host, Ryan Ferran. Episode 41, Coronavirus Communications. This might be our most important podcast yet. Welcome back to the School PR Podcast with me, Ryan Ferran. So thrilled you guys are here with us. This is an important issue. To be honest, I contemplated even having an episode about the coronavirus right now, considering we are all in the middle of it. But there are a lot of things to discuss. This is not going to be a fully comprehensive list of everything we all need to keep in mind, but I do have a lot of things to possibly share, information to consider, some tips, strategies, and techniques as you're communicating the coronavirus with your communities. So I wanted to share those with you. I'm actually getting ready to work on a session, working on one now for our CalSPRA conference, which is this week. We're adding a coronavirus session, I believe on Saturday. So I was going through that and I have some bullet points. I figured I'd share those with folks right now with the podcast because I know people are looking for some great resources and um, that session's going to be awesome with Jessica Wakefield and Kendra Britt, um, who we're going to kind of lead that session on Saturday together at CalSPRA. So I thought I'd go over some of those talking points and what we'll be discussing and they'll have a lot more. Those two are amazing. Speaking of SPRAs, that is where I'm getting so much great information and resources. Your school public relations associations in your state, whatever your state is, look into it. For myself in California, it is the California School Public Relations Association, CalSPRA. Go to calspra.org. 
$150 to join. It's a nonprofit. Um, you will get templates, letters to parents, all about it, ideas, questions, what to consider, a direct line to um, Kendra Britt, the deputy superintendent for the California Department of Education, who, by the way, we did a full podcast with her, episode 40, that you can check out. Um, so there's so much happening in Calspra and great resources. So that is my recommendation, number one. If you're not in Calspra, join that. If you're in another state, look into your SPRA. Check out the National School Public Relations Association as well, NSPRA. And the other recommendation I have is the Facebook group School Communication Pros Discussion Page. It's a private group, but it's for school PR folks and the like. So look into joining that. Again, School Communications Pros Discussion Page. I would imagine a lot of you listening to this are in that group already. But if you're not, definitely look into that. It has great resources and some of the best school PR folks around the country sharing as well. So here we go. I'm going to go through a list of things and just talk through this. It's late. I've been at the office all day. Don't have a ton of uh, produced notes here, um, but I do have some things to discuss and go through it. So bear with me. And I don't have all the answers to this by any means. I picked up a lot of good things through the Calisper listserv and the like, and um, I am by far not the expert, but I will tell you, we have been dealing with this in our school district, Arcadia Unified, which is in Los Angeles County, for quite some time. I know it hit a lot of districts throughout the state and country last week with all the news, but uh, Arcadia, we're about 65% Asian demographic, and we have a lot of travel to and from China with our students and families. So it's been a high concern for us working on update eight now to send out to families uh, very soon. And so at the end of January, when we first kind of got news in the first case in LA County, this was a big issue for us considering the travel to and from China. It began, originated in Wuhan. So we've been monitoring this for a long time and um, have worked through some issues and we still have new cases, schools closing, potentially uh, a lot of questions, um, vacations, student absences, spring breaks coming up, what happens when staff comes back. So. We've been working through this, um, and we're getting great guidance from our county, our public health, but there's still you know, a million scenarios. What if this? What if that? And we're trying to answer all those in our updates. Um, so again, first, first thing, join your SPRA. Check out that Facebook group, and uh, I'll see most of you guys uh, at the CalSPRA. We're having a session, coronavirus, on Saturday. Special shout out to Jen DeRico, who is planning our CalSPRA conference. Send her a text, send her some uh, appreciation and love because that is, she's taking on a huge effort as is the CalSPRA exec board. These folks are amazing. So thanks for the last second edition because we're all going to be interested in it. Um, but that is going to be exciting CalSPRA this weekend. All right, so we have new guidance here in California from the California Department of Education and California Department of Public Health. We're adding that in our communication for our next one. They're talking about measures with potential school closures um, and the like as far as different scenarios and possibilities. That was really helpful. CDE was working all weekend on that to help schools. So we're mentioning that in our next communication and putting a link, a link directly to it so parents can read that directly. Um, with the communications, as you guys know, it really helps. Um, our communications to families 
Um, we got to do it clearly. We got to do it often. A lot of times they just want to know we know what's happening initially, right? They just want to, hey, do you know about this? Are you aware? And what are some of your procedures? And that helps a lot that you're communicating with them. Here's our steps um, and what we know. This is a difficult one for all of us because we don't know the answers to all the questions as they come in. But don't feel like you have to answer every question. There are so many that come up every day, different scenarios. Um, just be honest and transparent with people. I've been talking to a lot of parents, staff, and it's okay to say, we're not sure about that right now. Let me look into it. Um, we have been considering that. And um, you need to keep your trust at a very high level. We are trying to you know, answer as much to help with the fears and concerns, but you don't want to put yourself in a situation where um, you're not being honest. Um, that that's going to bite you in the long run. People are paying attention to every word that we're putting out, that you're putting out. They're analyzing it. They're going back to it. Um, so be careful with committing yourself with definitive language. Keep it open-ended with options. Speed is important, but accuracy is essential. This is a tough one because we want to be fast and get information to our community, but accuracy and credibility is so important. So checking your facts. You know, if you're talking about your maintenance department, increasing sanitation and cleaning in classrooms and those high traffic points, make sure you touch base with your maintenance department. How long have we been doing this? What are we doing exactly? Nurses, in our county we have new procedures with coughs and it's, it's this kind of gray area with productive cough. We can now you know, remove students from class and you know, what is a productive cough? So check in with your district nurses. I talk to, you know, if I have a question, I'm talking to people directly. I try and always cut out a middleman. And some of this stuff, it's tough because there's so many different situations and scenarios and people we're dealing with, but check with the people directly to make sure what you're putting out is accurate because you will be asked about it and you wanna be clear and concise um, with those information points as possible. We're all balancing the preparation that we're preparing and not panicking, but also want people to realize what may come. Um, so that is a difficult balance. Um, we don't want to panic people, but we also do want them to be prepared. Public health is telling families to start preparing if schools do close. So that is, that is a tough balance, but again, watch those words you're using. I use quotes from public health, uh, their directors, when I can because it's coming straight from them. And then I'll insert press releases as links directly from them for, again, that transparency so they can read for themselves credible information directly from the source, know where we're going for our information, and they can have that as well. I'll also include links to news articles when it's appropriate. When we're talking about new cases where they have more information, our updates have been kind of on the long side too, to be honest. So I, I want that information in there, but I'm also putting links so they can read what I'm seeing and what we're all seeing and what we're following for themselves, just for that added level of information and hopefully comfort with it. Bullet points and these types of things I think are really helpful visually because we have so many different um, aspects we're trying to cover. So I've been using bullet points, especially with the health tips. I think a lot of you guys are doing that. I'm using the bold and a little bit of bigger text as far as the new subjects that we're trying to approach and new questions. 
one other technique and just not really even a technique, just an aspect we're doing is we're reminding people of how many messages we've sent out. So for us, we're now on message eight. And I think people just appreciate that and they know we're continuing to follow it. So if you sent out multiple messages and most of us have, it's a, probably a good idea to remind people, you know, this is message four, five, seven, eight, wherever you're at. So they, they realize the how serious you and your staff are taking it. Um, so we've been doing that. Put your social media and your community email list in those emails. If you don't have a community email list, I would suggest starting one. We did that years ago just to get in touch with people that may not be in our schools, but that want to get our communications, especially some of these higher level communications like we're dealing with now with the coronavirus. So we actually have now over a thousand people that are outside of our school district in our community signed up for that. We do it simply through a Google form and we have the link on our Facebook page as the sign up button, also on our website. And we're also now starting to add it to the link on our messages. If you or someone you know want to sign up for our community email list, please do so. And so we'll take that. We do it through a Google form. Pretty easy to do. You can check ours out on our website. Um, by the way, you can check out all of our, uh, we have a coronavirus communications page with all of our updates on our website, which is ausd.net. You can check that out. But that's also helpful to get the community email list going. It'll be a little bit slow to build, but now we have an, another thousand people that are getting our communications, which has been really helpful. So I would encourage you to do that. And it's not like you're, you know, publicizing your social media or this email list and trying to take advantage of a situation. It's you are going to update your social media with, at least we do, with sometimes we'll just put a brief update that we're not gonna do a mass email to staff and parents, but here's the latest from public health or here's a resource you, you might wanna consider doing. So it's good for people to follow um, your social media and I'd create that community email list if you don't have one. Another thing we're not doing is using the biological image of the coronavirus that you're seeing on the news station so much. I think that has a negative connotation. So what we've been using is simple infographics that we've put out for hand washing and sanitize, sanitizing um, through normal health guidelines through the flu season. And obviously this relates with the coronavirus. I'm now gonna start using a simple hand washing image. So something more positive. Um, that's not that kind of negative doom and gloom that the media tends to use with some of those images for the coronavirus. So be cognizant of what you're using for those visuals with your communications on your website and in your messages. What could stunning professional quality videos do for your school district's PR and communications? Find out how School Shine's professional video team can partner with your district at schoolshine.org. This podcast is also brought to you by MarketVolt Email Newsletter Solutions, providing industry-leading email newsletter solutions that better connect over 800,000 parents, staff, and community members with their school districts. Learn more about MarketVolt at betterk12newsletter.com. Blackboard believes in the power of good communication in helping students succeed and is a proud sponsor of School PR with Ryan Ferran. Blackboard. Education's partner in change. What I found great and very helpful last week is take photos of your planning meetings and your discussions. We had a big meeting with our city. We had our city manager, police chief, fire chief, uh, other officials from 
our local hospital, our big mall, our racetrack. Um, posted those on our social media just to let people know that these meetings are happening. It provides a level of transparency, a level of comfort that people know that you are having these conversations. A couple comments I saw, um, people were tagging others, another mayor in another city, hey, are we having these conversations? Um, and some of those, and another person commented and tagged uh, another person in the school district saying, are we having these meetings? Because we had kind of an all hands on deck meeting with our our admin council group, which is all our supervisors, principals, assistant superintendents, directors. So we had a big all hands on deck meeting with that. Took a quick photo of that. And just to let people know that we're having these discussions. I was lucky enough to uh, go to the nurses meeting throughout our district and I took a photo of that. I went and talked to them, got their update, gave them an update from the district perspective and basically just went to thank them. But uh, also took a picture of that. And you know that's reassuring to our families that our district nurses, they're all talking and getting together and they're working on this. Um, so I think that really helps as well. Also putting uh, a couple of those images on our website. So when people go there to our coronavirus update page, they see these communications and meetings that we're having and the collaboration and partnerships. Um, I think it's good to let people know you're having them. In PTA meetings, when we're speaking, I'm also letting them know that I am confident in our relationship with our county public health. I think they've done a great job. Our, our LACO is doing teleconferences now too, but public health is doing um, teleconferences. They have a dedicated phone number we can call. I've had access to doctors there when needed and had questions. So I'll, I'll let parents know that um, so they understand that we have these communications. We're attending these. Got invited by Supervisor Barger um, and County Health to one of their media roundtables a couple weeks ago. Also letting parents know about that so they know what's happening, that there is communication between city and county entities and that we're thinking about all this um, and those things are happening, so I'd recommend doing that as well. Be prepared, too, to have your worst-case scenario, uh, that letter ready to go. Um, more schools are closing, thinking about it. District up north, Elk Grove, uh, pushed up its spring break, closed for the entire week, and that's possible. So don't wait until your school closes or your district may have to shut down to have that letter ready to go. Get a template now with some verbiage in it where people can go for the latest information. One of my concerns is, is that we may find out we have a case in our city at the same time the public does. That is going to put all of us behind the eight ball as far as communications go because the questions will be flying in. We're trying to get this communication out. So the more prepared you are with that worst case scenario letter to go, the better. You can start kind of putting in the blanks um, put in some boiler point language in there as well, um, links to your websites, and that more information will be coming out. But you know that could happen quick because county public health, they're trying to do their job, get the information out. But sometimes um, I fear that we're not going to get a heads up and we're going to find out the same time our parents do. And that is going to happen quickly and cause some concern and panic for sure. CalSPR, I mentioned, uh, for us in California has been a great resource. Now, when you're using templates from others, their letters, um, and sending stuff out, and you're borrowing some of that language, it's great to see what people are doing. But just be careful that um, you need to change it up and verify the facts. Because what one district is doing with an attendance policy, 
or with their health protocol as far as temperatures and what constitutes staying home, keeping your kid home, sending them back to school, all those protocols, make sure you're doing exactly that as well. If not, don't put it in there. Verify it first. So check all those health policies, your board policy. Just don't copy, insert your district and send it. Review it very carefully. Uh, but again, those listservs have been very valuable for helping everybody. One thing we're going to consider doing is doing a video, maybe myself, superintendent, district nurse, just to give an update in a different format, help provide up-to-date information for folks <clears throat> and the like. So we're going to consider doing a video. I put together an edited version of a brain pop video and provided it as a resource for teachers and parents helping explain coronavirus to children. Brain pop sent out a, a really good video. I took out some of the mentions of death, the origin of where it was in China and some things that I thought were probably a little too sensitive for younger elementary students, um, but still gets the seriousness of the issue out there so that is on our youtube channel if you want to check that out it already has over 3,000 views um, so i think people have appreciated that um, gets the point across but it's not too alarming for young children and helps explain the issue so that resource is available if you get asked i know a lot of us are getting inundated with media requests if you have the time i would recommend doing them it is tough because you want to make sure everything you put out is accurate. I've done a couple, and I think it helps um, getting our information out there. The media has a very powerful platform, and as you know, it's much better to get your voice in there than no comment. Um, and I've seen some good stories from the media. The media, you know, a lot of people are criticizing the media for the hype and sensationalizing it, which I have seen that as well. And, but I've also seen some really good stories with districts, what they're doing, their protocols, and the like when they're adding their voice in it. So I would recommend getting your voice in it and giving your community the sense of calm and comfort that what you're doing, your procedures, and the like. So if you can do media requests, try and do them, but I know we're all doing so much, so that's easier said than done. And one thing I'll most of you understand and we all need to remind ourselves myself included is understand even with all of this planning people will be unhappy have questions have critiques of our communications our protocols so understand even with all this preparation we're doing things are going to happen last minute we will be criticized and superintendents parents and all that in our districts need to know that this is going to happen no matter what decision we make we have to close a school do a deep cleaning, expect the criticism, but just understand it's coming. These questions are coming from concerned parents. Don't take it personal. People in our community are nervous, so their level of anxiety raises. Their tone may raise a little bit too, but understand they're coming from a sense of unease, questions, and this is new for everybody, so that's why it's pretty scary. Um, so take that as you will and understand where they're coming from and try and be patient. I know it's frustrating. I've gotten a call as well as recently a few days ago, hey, do you know about this coronavirus and what are you guys doing about it? And you, sometimes you wanna pull your hair out and say, we've sent out eight, you know, seven updates and here's what we're doing. Yes, we know about it, but um, just know that they have a fear too. It's new for everybody, so be patient, but let your staff know that it's, it could be as prepared as we all are 
people are going to have questions, criticize, and the like, but that's normal during these types of emergencies. Again, those are just some bullet points, some things I wanted to touch base on. I know people were looking for some more information, resources. If you have any other things you would like to add, again, I am not the expert on communicating this. I know there's so many different issues and aspects. We're in the middle of this. In the middle of this situation, it's going to change. That's why I was nervous about doing this podcast in the first first place. I usually don't tackle issues as we're in the middle of them, but I'm hoping this will help and provide a resource for folks as we all navigate through this. You can always contact me if you think there should be another topic, things we need to address. If you have resources that you want to share, please do. It's been appreciated. We're all in this together, and it's been great seeing the school PR community come together, share, all help each other. The more our messages throughout the state and country are aligned, and we're getting out similar messages, the more um, I think our communities, parents, and students will realize um, how serious we're taking this and um, that we're really looking through all of these possible scenarios and looking out for the best interest of our school students and staff. I know that's a cliche that safety is our highest priority, but it really is in schools. If we don't, uh, if students and staff don't feel safe, we can't do anything else. Um, so that's why we do take this so seriously. And again, just a huge thank you to everyone that shared resources and um, contributed to the conversation. It's been a great collaboration. And this is when uh, you school PR folks have been just amazing um so it's been great to witness and great to see so anyway keep it up the great work folks uh hope this helped and we will talk to you soon this is the school pr podcast episode 41 coronavirus communications and we will talk to you soon on the podcast everyone thanks so much hang in there and we'll chat with you soon Hi, this is Rob Wiltsey, founder of Schoolshine. We make custom, professional quality videos for school districts. We want to make sure your district has the very best video content possible and the best content strategy so you can get the most out of your videos. So check out some samples at schoolshine.org and schedule a call with us today to learn how you can take your videos to the next level. That's schoolshine.org. Do you wish that creating and sending email newsletters took less time and effort? Would you like more parents to tune in and read your district's newsletter? If so, try MarketVolt, the email newsletter platform tailored for districts like yours. With MarketVolt, it's simple to create newsletters that parents will read. MarketVolt automatically customizes your newsletter to match each parent's interest. With MarketVolt, you can create better newsletters with less headache and less hassle. Visit betterk12newsletter.com to learn what MarketVolt can do for you. That's betterk12newsletter.com, powered by MarketVolt. Hey there, PR experts. Blackboard here. School PR is about telling the story of your students, your teachers, and your school community. From websites and mass notifications to mobile presence and classroom engagement, Blackboard has the tools that you need. And whether you're a one-person shop or part of a bigger communication team, we can help you reach more people more effectively in less time. Thank you for all the work you do in improving education and helping students succeed. And thanks for letting us be a part of it.